Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Well, hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope. Chris Sasser, along with Troy Peverall, Kim Peverall, Susie Peck is in the room. We may or may not hear from her. I don't know. Hope I so, hope, hope we can. Um, <laughs> anyway, we are having a conversation just about stepping into the new year and just different ways that people do it and the way that um, we are doing it individually and doing it as a ministry of A Voice of Hope. And and one of the things that, that I know, and Troy and Kim, we were talking about this a few minutes ago, is just kind of how the ministry has um, just enabled people to be able to share their voice. And that is a little bit of sort of what we want to step into in the new year. So just talk a little bit about sort of your heart for that uh, when it comes to A Voice of Hope, your heart for not only resourcing folks and helping them as they grow in their own faith, but but giving voice to what God is doing in the lives of people and how we've been able to do that. And we'll look back a little bit at, you know, some of the, our favorite ways that we did that this past year, but just talk a little bit more about the heart behind wanting to do that. Uh, part of the the heart behind it has just been um, that, you know, we, years ago I was t- uh, met with a guy for, uh, for breakfast up in Ohio and I was a youth pastor, counselor, small group director at a church. And he said to me that, you know, he, at the end of our breakfast, he was like, man, you know what I want to do? And I said, what do you, what? He goes, I want to do what you do. And that's, that hit me. I was like, okay, but there's a part of me, if you know me, I sometimes under, undersell what I do. Um, and, and I had a, uh, a lady tell me, uh, she was trying to tell me that there was a person in our youth group and she says, you have no idea how much impact you have on this kid's life. And when she said that, I really never had that idea, never knew how much of an impact I was having with this kid. And sometimes it just, it's just the tendency for me and other people are different. Some people maybe oversell them, think themselves and think that they have these huge impacts. I sometimes undersell myself and, and I know that that's, that's not okay because really none of this has to do with me anyway. And for me to remind myself that I have a voice of hope and that is because of Jesus in me. And, and there is a lot to be proud of about him. And so not to undersell nor oversell myself in any way, because this is about a voice of hope is the fact that Jesus is the anchor. He is the hope that I have in me. So I should be a voice of hope because of him. Yeah. And so for me, wanting a voice of hope for people who are listening is to really begin to, to challenge yourself to not just be that in the walks of life, which we've said over the last three or four years, but to really start looking and examining your story and give your story power because of who Jesus is in you and be unashamed with that voice and share that voice when you get the chance and live that life and not be regretful of it all. But here's the thing. I think what happens is we start to see all these ways that we feel disqualified. We sell the self-talk we have, we diminish it. And I would just say so much of that is the negative self-talk is exactly what your enemy would want you to feel 
because it suppresses the truth. And so for us to just realize that when you hear that negative self-talk, remind yourself of the truth is that you have a voice. That voice is not qualified by perfection in you. That voice is qualified by the perfection in Christ. And so speak up, share your story, stop underselling yourself. Know that that God has positionally put you even geographically in the places that you're in to be that voice of hope to a community and to people around you in life. So hopefully you can hear some of the heart in that. It is a challenge uh, for all of us, but don't disqualify yourself. Mm-hmm. There is This isn't about perfection. This is about a perfecting process that God is a part of. I think of two things when you were sharing there, Troy. One is is just the reality of when, when Paul talks about how when we are weak is when he is strong. And so allowing our weakness and, and whatever it is about our story that we know is not perfect, allow God to redeem that yeah. and for him to work through that. And then the other thing I was just thinking, because I think that this is a picture of what I have of you guys, is uh, where, where scripture talks about Christ's love compels us. Hmm. And it, it, like what, what you are compelled by to do this is the love that Christ has for you. Mm. And the way that you you feel that, and you may not articulate it that way, but that's that's what I see is the, the love of Christ in you compelling you to be a voice even in the midst of you know mm. all of our own brokenness and to provide a place for others to be a voice. Um, it, it's not just because we want to hear people talk; it's yeah. because we know what God's doing in their stories, that's right. and we we're compelled to to help them share that. Yeah, I mean, just Chris, as you're saying that, like, think about this if. If I hold back my hope or not be a voice when given the chance, you know, and because I'm sensing that or disqualifying myself or listening to whatever, you know, I'm saying that this is about me once again, and it is not about me. If I share my voice of hope or if I be that in a community and there are 10 or 15 people that are inspired by that, that goes beyond what one man can do. And so really, if this is about reaching people and for, for Christ ultimately, and it is, then, then I need to be that voice of hope because the 15 people that are listening, if they're inspired, their life is impacted. What if they reach 15 yeah, people? Right. And you can just begin to see that what was this about? This had nothing to do with, with Troy or any person. It yep. had to do with the love of Jesus that resides in the heart of the believer. And people, we need to be unashamed for that and and be willing to take risk. If it's screened or having to be done through perfection, we're, and you're talking about you. Yeah. And it's not you. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's who, we, who we serve and who is in us that is perfect. Well, and I'll say too, and Kim, we're coming to you on this. I'll say too, part of what I think um, people are drawn to when it comes to listening to A Voice of Hope is the fact that people know that Troy and Kim, y'all are not making it about you. No. Like like just naturally who you are. Mm. You're not people that are, are seeking a platform or seeking anything at all other than right. sharing the love of Jesus with people. And and I think when people encounter that, whether it's in person or if it's you know over a, a, a podcast or a radio show or whatever, they can feel it. And I think that's what draws people into what it is that yeah. we get to talk about. Kim, what about for you? What are some things that um, that you would say about this? Wow. 
Well, I was listening to what Troy was saying, and I, it made me think about, um, you know, when Jesus wanted to uh, communicate something to his disciples or to the crowds, the multitudes that followed him, what did he do? He shared stories. And um, Susie and I were chatting off off uh, mic here, and, and she drew that out for me on a, on a piece of paper, though you don't hear her voice. This is her thought. But so profound. That's right. You know, Jesus shared those stories, and it, and it helped people to understand, and it helped make connections um, to those that were listening. And so that's that makes me feel good about what we're doing because we we really do want to encourage the stories and the voice in others. Um, and thanks for your kind words. It it really doesn't. We really never wanted it to be about us ever, and so we feel really encouraged um, and excited when we um, get to have guests and when we get to hear other people's stories. And it's really kind of a, a fun thing for, I mean, you know, we're, we're sitting in a recording studio and we all get supercharged by listening to somebody else share theirs and to kind of overcome the barrier of, oh gosh, I'm going to have to come on the radio or, you know, speak into a microphone or whatever. And it's just not like that from the beginning. Chris said, it's a conversation among friends. And isn't that what we're talking about here? It's when you take a minute and you pause and you say, you know what, that's really interesting or that's really, uh, that's really something. Would you mind if, if I shared that? Or, you know, that could be something that could really help this person or that person. Um, and so because I'm a connector, I love that in people. I love to hear uh, things that are important to them. Um, I love to hear places that they've been or, or just have a conversation with them. And I, I learned so much. Um, so. <clears throat> Troy, one of the things that you uh, say often is you'll say, well, we're not on script here. And I, I think that's another thing that I think is um, draws people in is we're never really on script. Right. Like we have questions, we have thoughts, we have things, you know, directions we want to go, but it is a conversation amongst friends that we happen to be recording. And again, I think that's something else that um, in our culture uh, mm. we need more of. <clears throat> we need more of just good, healthy, challenging, encouraging conversations amongst people. And I know that's what kind of you guys want to yeah. want to provide. So looking back at uh, some of the stories that we've had over the last year or so for both of you, what are some of your favorites or some of the things that, that you feel like we could, some stories that we can maybe highlight um, as we step into a new year where we're going to have a lot of new stories. There are some great stories that we've already had in the past. What would you want to highlight? I was, I was reflecting on this before we came on. And one of the, one of the things that stood out to me the most came in the summertime. And we had this group of group of boys here, um, Chase Koshard and his friends. And Troy and I were on our vacation, but we were listening to the recording that you guys had already done with them. And I had so much fun. Those boys were so encouraging. And we laughed so much. And we were talking about how great is this, this group of guys mature, they started their own thing, and they really sought the Lord, and they were excited. And how fresh was that? You know, that was just, um, that was a fun episode for me to listen to. Oh, you stole it. That was going to be the one that I, oh, no. that I was thinking of as well. Just, but I think the theme of it and, you know, was, was at that time for me going, okay, so these guys are young. I was once young, <laughs> but I am receiving from them and being ministered to. And 
I just think about how division so much is in all the places of our culture inside of church life, uh, age, you know, ethnicity, whatever it might be. It's like we have all these ways that seem to divide us and the believer is not to be divided. And so whether you're young or old, do you have that capacity to let other people influence you that may be younger than you? Do they minister to you? Is your heart humble enough to receive Mm -hmm. what the younger generation has? Is your heart humble enough to receive, if you're younger, those that are older than you? And being like at the heart of the believer has to look different than the heart of the culture. And that's the part where, Mm. um, for me, those boys were like, we share the same love of Jesus inside of our heart. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's what brings us together right there. And I remember, I don't remember which one, um, which one of the boys said this, but they were inspired by just sharing the love of Jesus. And so it, it reminded me of the verse that's on our homepage on the website, which we are developing. It's under construction because we really want to make it um, a tool. I said on the, the last episode, an active living tool where people can go and find resources, where they can drop us an email um, and share their story. But on that homepage, and, and such a good verse, um, which would describe this group of boys, but a lot of people, it says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Of course, that's found in First Peter. But that's such a profound verse and truly um, inspirational to this ministry. On the way yeah. over here, um, I was trying to condense what I would carry into the place that we're, you know, we are right now, so that I have to be, bring in my bag. So I read. So I'm just going to take a piece of paper and grab a Bible. But I was looking around, going, which Bible to grab? So I reached down on the shelf and grabbed the Bible that's now here in front of me, and. <clears throat> And I opened it up, and I'm looking in the first, the verse that is stuck right here uh, in the Bible was given to me by my wife uh, years ago. And she, you know, this was before we had cell phones. <laughs> so she would send me out the door sometimes with index cards with a voice of hope being some way in Scripture. And so the verse that I, that, that I just go right to this morning before coming over here was this. I pray also that your eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance, his incomparability, great power for us who believe. So I'm like, wow, this is neat. And I'm looking down and I, I open up to a part of this Bible as well. And you can't see this if you're listening, but there's a picture here of my wife and I, when we were teenagers in Myrtle beach, and it's actually a time that I had hair, so it's kind of unique. Way back when. That's right. <laughs> but I, so I looked there, and then I'm only going to do this briefly because this will be difficult. And you can't see what I'm holding up, but it's a paw print of uh, one, of, one of our dogs. Mm. And so I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm going, you know, the story that we share is a voice of hope. And so telling that story and all of us knowing that, just taking a look back and seeing that you have so much, that you've gone from here to here, that God is a part of that story. So a couple weeks ago, somebody was telling me an example, and I'll do this uh, probably here soon with some people. They took out a tape measure, and they went to about 100 inches. And they said, I want you to step on 
that tape measure according to your age. And so, you know, I would be somewhere down that, that tape measure. And so we don't know when the Lord is going to take us, but I have the rest of that tape measure from my age to, let's say, if I live to be 100, I've lived way beyond the uh, expectancy of life. So let's just say that the expectancy of life for men and women around 75 to 80 years old. So I have from here to here, and that may sound like, oh, gosh, there's not much time left. But for a lot of people, they're down here on the lower end. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm up here on this upper end, it's like from here to here, though it's shorter, I, I need to be a voice of hope. I'm going to live forever in eternity. I don't have much time, perhaps, as the person who's on that lower end. But whether you're on the lower end or on the upper end, never stop seeing that because you are a child of God and your destination is not this time and this place, you can be a voice of hope or your story is a, a voice of hope or encouragement to other people around you that need that. Mm-hmm. And so don't be ashamed again to share your story and be a, a place of hope for people. Yeah. 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 That, that reminds me, um, I, we, we've been watching, we've been walking the journey of, um, our watching, um, Troy's parents decline in their health. And, um, recently, uh, Troy's dad was, he had to be in a rehab facility for a little while. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a, was a pastor for 65 years. And there's one thing as his, as his mind is leaving him, his heart for the Lord has never left him. And though he can't communicate, it's always there. And so, um, they told us, the staff told us at the, at the rehab facility that one day, oh, well, you were with him this day, actually. Um, Troy had given him some M&Ms and, um, he, his dad became aware of another gentleman that entered the room and the other gentleman wasn't in a, in a good place. And he kind of grumbled and rolled out. And so, um, Troy's dad kind of saw that and he backed up his wheelchair and he went after that man and he had the M&Ms in his hands. And so Troy was just kind of following along and he went into the dining room where the man had gone and he tapped on the man's shoulder and he opened his hand and gave him the M&Ms and they couldn't exchange words, but it was so sweet. Um, One of the nurses standing by said, I have never seen that happen. That is the sweetest thing I've ever seen. And so even that, you know, that's a story. That's the hope that is profound in um, anchored in, in, in the heart that yeah, speaks. That's right. And, you know, even, even if you want to take the literal word voice, my dad does not have the voice that he's had mm-hmm. through all the years of pastoring where he had a voice, but he's still living in that place and space of, of knowing his purpose. And you can see that in, in so much of what he's still doing while he doesn't have the words, mm-hmm. but he's not giving up. And that's just what an encouragement. I, what I, I need to see that I need to be encouraged again, once again, by those that are further down that tape measure, you know, and not to see that there's a point in which we stop or we quit. There isn't a point until the Lord takes us home. Right. There's, we're in a perfecting process all along um, from the continuum, from the, the moment our life begins to the moment our life ends. It's a, it's a continual perfecting process. And along the way, um, we have unique things that happen to us, and those are meant to share for others. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking through um, 
the diversity of voices that exist out there and like Troy, you, you, you just talked, we just talked about sort of both ends of the spectrum yeah. <clears throat> when we talked about, you know, the guys who did the real life and th- they're trying to share that these high school kids and then your dad right. and, and just sort of the diversity of voices that exist when it comes to being able to offer hope. And mm-hmm. again, looking back at what we've been able to do over the last year and, and beyond, but certainly Absolutely. just looking specifically at the last year, not only diversity of, of ages, but diversity of topics that we need to talk about, that people need to hear about when it comes to, you know, identity or when it comes to, you know, dealing with transitions in life or, you know, we had a couple conversations with some guys who are leading college students and young adults and all of the issues that they have. But yet, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, some of the, the bigger transitions that happen when you become an adult and all the things. There's just so much, you know, in parenting and all the things yeah. that are out there that they're we all need voices Mm -hmm. to encourage us in those areas and those voices are out there. And so this is just one vehicle to be able to share, you know, all of the hope that exists in all of those different areas. Yeah, that's really good. And being attentive to whatever that topic is for people, like, like I don't always know. And so sometimes the prayer that I'm praying is like, God, just go before me with this conversation or with these people, like do what I can't do. I do what I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just leave that place. And, and he does. Yeah. And I think some of even this month, you know, going back to our last episode is just for me to just and not feel the pressure that I have to know. It's just, you have to go. And that's the part where I don't know where I'm going sometimes, but I know that I'm never going alone. And so God go before me, open up conversations, lead, and help, and this is the big thing, help us to let go. Mm-hmm. The anxiety that comes from feeling like we have to fix things and put things in order is so overwhelming that even if we get some kind of order at some point, it's like, what condition are we left in? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, is that really? Does the end justify the means? Like, help me help me to walk this out and trust. Can you imagine, can you even really imagine in its purest, perfect form a way to walk in life and truly shed off the burdens and the, and the anxieties that you feel and trust, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So true. Kim, I know that you have some feedback from some folks specifically about the last story that we heard, because we had a couple of weeks where we heard from the Barrick family and that was super impactful in a lot of ways. But why don't you share a little bit about some, yeah. some feedback we've gotten from that? Yeah. I had someone reach out to me to say, um, and it came through a text message. Um, someone that I knew that lives in another state, but, um, also, also listening um, to the broadcast. And she said, today I, I was, um, the Lord impressed upon me to listen to um, A Voice of Hope. And she said, um, I was blown away by the Barrick story. Um, and this is coming from someone that has had a very similar journey um, that, that we learned about from the Barracks. The, um, the um, journey of the impossible you know, when you're, when you're faced with a healing impossibility and all bets are on the table that you're not going to come through. And then God comes in and he says, no, that's, that's not what your story is going to be. And, um, and he did this in such a beautiful way through them, uh, the whole family. So my, um, my friend, she said, they have, they have a story too, back several years ago when, um, there was a, um, a lab that had, um, I think it was uh, some 
uh, bacteria. Meningitis. It was a meningitis outbreak or yes, something. Yes, yes. From some kind of pharmaceutical company? Yes, right. yes. Mm-hmm. And they got a bad batch from a, a back serum from, a, from an injection. It was just a normal day for them. They went to get an injection in their back, and he found his way in the hospital fighting for his life. Um, for many months, and so they over a year. Or yes, two. Yeah. yes, and still the residual effects. Mm-hmm. But again, God has used that many times in their lives, and so um, this was a reminder to her because it hasn't been an easy journey. And and just as we learned from the barracks, I mean, that happened 17 years ago, mm-hmm. um, and so and they've gone through many things since then. But always. Um, God by their side and with them and speaking health and healing into Jen. And, um, and I just, that, that really meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I know it touched a lot of lives, but it was great to hear, you know, great to hear from that. Well, and one of the things that struck me that you just mentioned, and I remember hearing it a couple of times in their story, cause I didn't realize initially that it happened 17 years ago, right. but yet they are still, telling their story. Right. Right. It wasn't like, Hey, this happened. And for a year or two, we kind of had to get Mm -hmm. settled and start telling the story a little bit. No, that, that is who they are is, is an instrument of God to tell his story through what has happened to them. And they're still doing it. And what a beautiful, and they have so so much substance in their ministry. But if you look at the uh, quantitative reach they're they're all over the world. They are the story after 17 years. They are. And their impact is like incredible. Yeah, and we get to be a part of telling stories with people. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear more from you. We have a great website where you can visit with us, share your story, and find some great resources and a secure place to give. Hey, listen, there's something about your story that's unique. It's meant to help others, and God is wanting to use you. And this helps us make the voice louder. So find us at avoiceofhope.me. That's avoiceofhope.me. And we're so grateful for sharing this time together.